0: Oh, thank you. Thanks pastor. All right now. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's give God praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's great to be here. Wonderful to see all of you. Precious family and uh, my dear precious friend. I still call him Pastor Scott because he still is a pastor to me and he and Karen and all his amazing kids I also want to acknowledge my precious, precious wife, Barbara, who was here, is here with me. And we can hang out together. Thank you. We're empty nesters. My son is 22. Our daughter, our our son is 22. Our daughter's 19. So we can actually get on planes together now. Right. So listen, I want to just let's pray and we'll get right into it. Father, we just honor you. Lord God, we thank you for your presence here. I thank you, Lord, for the privilege of being in front of these amazing people, these world shakers and history makers, God. We just thank you for the anointing on their lives, God, to change things, to lead the language of culture wherever they go around the world, God. Kiss them. Confirm and establish the work of their hands. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we're going to have you out here by 11.50. Is that all right? So let's, let's start right here. Go to Romans 12. Uh, uh, Romans 12, <clears throat> Romans 12 we're going to start verse number 1 and 2. I want to say it's great to be here. Uh, we got in last night, and we're just hanging out with you all day today. Uh, I was here at North Central some time ago when Pastor Scott and I came, and uh, he was speaking uh, and and. President Gordon Anderson was a part was the leader and it was just a wonderful time so look forward to coming back to uh to NCU so it says and so dear brothers and sisters I plead with you this is the new living translation by the way I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you let them be a living and holy sacrifice the kind he will find acceptable this is truly the way to worship him don't copy the behavior and customs of the world but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Say that, change the way I think, Lord, amen. So then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So here's the deal, God created you to be part of his unique signature to the world. God writes across humankind. And you are part of that expression. And that's why it's so interesting because when you go into a store, and they say, be unique, be unique, but let, yet they have, 60 different, they have 60 shirts all the same. Let me know. So it's like, be you, but ah, don't be too much you because that might press against the envelope too much. We want you to all think like lemmings. We want you to think like everybody else because if you don't, that's going to push the envelope a little bit. And I'm here to say that When we have, as we have Jesus as our leader and as our savior and as our model, he changed things. His whole idea wasn't about acceptance. It was about displacing in some way what was currently happening. Because it's interesting to note that the people that were considered on the outside during Jesus's day, he brought in through his ministry. But look what fought him. Religion isn't that interesting the scribes and the Pharisees and the Sadducees all fought him and so what you have in this particular time and moment in history we need you in the marketplace we need you to be out there to change things the goal is he here's the thing when God made you he said that's good And he didn't make you to be like anybody else. Because if two of you are alike, then one of you is unnecessary. And so he did not make you to be anybody else but yourself. You were born from a place of approval. So quit looking for it. From people who don't know who they are. We spend our time, tell me who I am, tell me who I am. Am I okay, am I okay, is this okay? You're looking for approval, but you came from approval. And so as you go out into the marketplace, or wherever, when I say marketplace, I mean that in general, you might be, some of you will lead worship, some of you will be engineers or teachers, whatever that is, the point is you're in this marketplace, and God wants you to be distinctly you. So here's the thing. You are a problem solver. And if you look in the context of the word of God, you see in Genesis when God put Adam in the garden, the first thing he told him to do is like, hey, go tend this garden. Go solve this problem. You are a problem solver. There is something that is out there that has your name on it. Because of your unique ability that God has given you, He's given you the key to unlock it and to solve it and to bring glory to his name because he's given you the answer. In the marketplace today where I work and play a lot, there are things companies that are asking for solutions for things they haven't necessarily decided on what the question is. I remember when I first saw the swipe screen you know on our phones Android or whatever you know your iPad I remember when I first saw the swipe screen it was, it was from this student I think he was either from MIT or Stanford and he said you know I don't really know how we can use this but let me just show you what I did so he they had this podium that is uh, plastic and he starts swiping across it he says I can make pictures big and I can make them small and I don't really know the purpose of it but It can do some pretty cool stuff. Well, we know, right? We know what, what happened as a result of that. He had been given insight into something that people didn't know they had a need for yet. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. So who should be riding the crest of the wave of innovation and problem solving than his children he will show you things to come so here's the thing your goal is not to be a safe Christian safe is the new risky his mercies are new every morning God says go out try stuff try stuff create a new sound, write a new strategy, build a new plan, do something different, I'll order your steps. Our goal is not to be the safest in the room. And I don't mean just a harebrained kind of, woo, that kind of stuff. I'm not talking about that. But I am talking about the fact that the Holy Spirit, the creator of the universe, is on the inside of you right now. You have solutions. When you go into the marketplace, you have solutions. You show up. Here's the thing. You came from the answer. The world has questions. Your origin is from the answer. When you show up, the very atmosphere of heaven is with you. You carry, you are a carrier of the presence of God. You're a host of his presence. And there is nothing but life in heaven. So when you show up, there is nothing but life that shows up with you. You change the atmosphere. You know that when you show up to a place because you are a host of his presence. I don't care where you show up he goes with you but being cognizant being God conscious of where you show up and to know that you don't show up by yourself but you show up with him and because you show up with him things change when you show up didn't Jesus say hey when you go pronounce peace on that place. If they don't receive it, take the peace back. He was saying, when you go, right, declare my atmosphere. When you leave, if they don't accept it, take my atmosphere back. You are talking about your climate control. (laughs) Climate control. When you get there, things shift. And I think the biggest thing is for you to understand that. Now, let's keep going. You can't solve problems using the same level of thinking that created them. You cannot solve problems using the same level of thinking that, you, that, that was used to create them. And actually, that's a paraphrase of Einstein. In other words, level two thinking was not born to solve level two problems. Level three thinking was designed to to solve level two problems. We have the mind of Christ. Talk about thinking. Talk about not just level one, two, three, four. Let's talk about infinity. Let's talk about thinking like God thinks say what God says, see God's results, because we think like he thinks. So when you show up at a business, you show up at a community center, you show up to volunteer your time, you have, we have collectively the mind of Christ. So you have one part of that. But one of the things that, that I've seen is that The Bible says we have the mind of Christ. Not I have the mind of Christ. I have a part of it. But what he's telling us is that we need each other. Because collectively we have the mind of Christ. We need each other. We need each other. That's where solving problems alongside of one of your family members this is family solving problems. When you walk into a room, it says if one puts a thousand a flight, two puts ten thousand a flight. It gets exponentially bigger the more the capacity increases the more you show up. Here's the thing if God can give an idea that someone that did not, as far as we know, receive him like steve jobs if that idea can be in the atmosphere he pulled because steve was bold enough to pull it down i really think that god would have wanted that to come through one of his kids first can't prove that but wouldn't it be just like god to have the solution to something like software engineering or new ways of doing things. Don't you think he wants his kids to have it first? But we are locked in to this understanding that we are all we got. But when you begin to think like him, you look at yourself as never being without a resource, never being without an answer because why? God dwells on the inside of you and out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Oh, yes, you need your degree. That's great. That's one of the reasons you're here. But your degree really from a from a employer standpoint just tells us that you had a certain amount of commitment, rigor and discipline. I still don't know how you think. So you take that degree, which is Christocentric, you keep your face in the word as you go in engineering, as you go in math, as you go in social worker education, and God creates something and gives you answers that people haven't even thought of that they needed answers to yet. What I'm trying to tell you is to tap into the presence of God. It's not, this was all, I mean, the worship, I'm like, Barbara and I were like, yes, But that atmosphere is not just for here. The atmosphere is actually for that. You carry the atmosphere outside of the doors. Worship happens as you're walking down the aisle in the store. You carry his environment when you're walking in the checkout lane. Who needs water? The people that are thirsty. The world is the desert. You've got the water. The power actually increases the further away you get from this building. The power's here. But in Ezekiel, it talks about that the water got deeper and deeper and deeper the further they left. He went from the temple. I've seen people healed when I pray for them. When I worked in corporate America, I'd pray for them in the office and God would heal them just like that. Why? Because he's, he's actually just... That's his signature. That's God's signature. Right? And that's the opportunity. So let me transition just a little bit with the time we have. I want to talk to you in the last 10 minutes of some things I want you to walk out with that I've learned in my years of working with organizations. Because you're here getting this amazing education, man. Oh, We need more people like you out there we need you to lead the organizations we need you to have the influence because here's the thing the world right now is in just a state of chaos and it's you that go into these places that bring stability and life and the presence of god and in the inside of Joseph, Pharaoh had a couple dreams. And he said, he said you know, uh, my magicians couldn't solve this, right? And then one of his staff said, you know what, there was a young man in prison that could solve, that could actually interpret your dreams, Pharaoh. Joseph came out. Gave Pharaoh the answer and said, here's what your dreams mean, Pharaoh. And he said, you should have someone like this person to run it. Pharaoh said, you know, I can't think of anybody better than you. Why don't you go ahead and go get, you know, uh, do this and you'll be only second in command. You'll be you'll be second in command only to me. But notice that. And I love what Joseph said, because Joseph said, he says, it is beyond my power to do this. Joseph replied, but God can tell you what it means and set you at ease. Joseph, 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 Joseph. If we want to get specific, Josephine, I don't know. (laughs) But the point is this, you are that answer. We didn't know that we needed things delivered absolutely positively overnight until Fred Smith said, you know what? Federal Express, I think we can do that. We didn't know we needed it overnight. Now we have to have it overnight. Right? When you talk about uh, 140 characters to get your message out, we well, didn't know that Twitter was necessary. You think about that. You are the ones that God wants to bring these new ideas through. It's you. But it's like we're waiting on someone else to have the answer. But he's in you. But you can't be afraid of God dropping big ideas into your spirit. He doesn't expect you to handle it, to do it all by yourself. He gives it to you. And with his with with that vision, with that insight comes the grace to carry it out. The word that he speaks to you, it contains in itself the power to bring itself to pass. You have to submit to it. What did Mary say? Be it unto me according to your words. She just yielded to, the, to what the angel told her. Yield to the idea that God gives you to affect humankind. So I want to give you a few things as you go out here. So one of the things I learned as I work at these organizations is this thing called ABC. That's not the Michael Jackson, Jackson 5 one. But what I'm talking about is attendance. And these are principles I believe that will help you be successful in the marketplace. The first one is ABC, which means attendant based compensation. Attendance based compensation is showing up and thinking you get a check just because you're there. You deserve a check because you solve problems, not just because you fill up the space in that office. ABC. So I'm talking, watch out, because it happens to all kinds of people. So watch out for that. When you show up, you should make things better. Insular versus international or global mindset. Traveling to other countries has changed my life. It's changed my kids' life. You have to be open to going to other places around the world. There's something, in fact, on on the TED.com uh, uh, website by a guy named Reiner Strack, and he talks about the 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 uh, the workforce crisis of 2030. He's saying one of the biggest demands for the workforce coming up into 2030 is that there is going to be there's an absolute um, there's a shortage of talent in certain countries. And so those people that are open to international assignments will get crazy cool assignments. So you, part of that, I say that because I want you to be ready to travel. Real simple. That, here's the thing. Go, and it's not about, I said, if nothing else, please you know, go to a country where the, even where the first language is not yours. I remember being in Seoul, Korea one time. I was actually on a corporate trip and i was in seoul korea and i had one of my jobs was to help set up this big convention and as part of that i had to order ten thousand chocolate balls that were wrapped in aluminum foil shaped like uh, with the globe on the outside of it only problem is when i got to the warehouse in seoul korea they didn't show up so i slept in the warehouse floor till they got there and it came to the point where i had to actually drive back to the hotel now understand i don't read korean as a first language but I said, Lord, you gotta help me. You gotta translate now. I gotta get to the hotel. So my colleague gave me, she gave me her car. She said, You can take this to the ho- back, just drive this, use it, I'll come get it tomorrow morning. I said, Well, thank you. I drove this car, not being able to read any traffic signs. I said, God, you gotta get me to the hotel. And I got there, and I could not read a sign. <laughs> That's when you really tap into the Holy Ghost. You're like, God, you better help me now, right? So, but the whole idea was, what, a, what an amazing experience to be able to do that. So you gotta travel. The other thing I wanna leave you with is, never forget that you have a personal brand. Be known for something. FedEx overnight, Volvo, safety, Spotify, music streaming. What are you known for? Be known for willing to go the extra mile, right? Be known for being a problem solver. Be known for a person that is accountable, that has integrity. That when someone trusts you with information, it stays with you. What is your brand? Because you're going to have to have a personal brand wherever you go. Also, constantly look to the Holy Spirit to help you come up with unique ways to add value and be a blessing. But here's the thing. Quit putting The idea of you being of you being a problem solver way out there. It's right here. What did God ask Moses? What's in your hand? What's in your hand? Right now, what is in your hand? And I guarantee you that what is in your hand right now is all you need to go to the next level. In fact, studies show that people that have constrained resources are often more creative. Many creative people want that they want those, those that constraining of resources to help them solve a problem. So, what do you have in your hand? Quit waiting for something big to happen. I said sometimes we are so enamored with, you know, with a, with the with looking at the the bigger big thunderbolts of lightning that we forget that God moving supernaturally sometimes comes in a wind. So it's not like you gotta walk around with a cape on. God's like, I'll use you with what's in your hand right now. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you what's in your hand. And then I'll leave this with you. And that is this is that, again, you are a host for the presence of God. And we need you. I'm out in these organizations. They're looking for answers. They're looking for ways to solve problems. And wouldn't it be just like God to use you? Amen? Let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Father God, for these precious people. Lord, I know that greatness is in this room. And I just have absolute confidence, God, that you would use every single one of these people. God, to to change things, to lead the dialogue, to lead the conversations, to help uh, hurting kids or wherever they find themselves, God, that you would kiss them. God, and confirm and establish the work of their hands in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.